and welcome in to the mashup here on our website for sports gaming and everything in between. Don't worry, everyone. The schedule will be officially back to normal with the next show later this week. It's coming out on Friday, and then next week we're back on Tuesday for yes, presumably the entire summer, unless hopefully, unless something weird happens that causes causes the schedule to uh, shift a little bit again. But I don't think that'll be the case unless nope. like unless like the the clinching game of the NBA or NHL finals ends up like potentially being on like a Monday or a, or a Thursday. Yes. <laughs> but that's, that's a couple, that's like still another month plus away. So we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But for right now, March madness was back in our lives. It has come and gone and we have a new national champion, the Baylor bears. And this game was two years in the making. Yeah, quite literally two years in the making. Because we were robbed a year ago. And looking back at it, this tournament wasn't even that good. <laughs> like if you, I disagree. If you look at it in the grand scheme of tournaments, like, well, think about it this way. If you compare it to 2019 or 2018 or... Really, even 2016? Definitely 2016. If you compare it to any of those three tournaments, it can't hold a candle to any of them. But the fact that we had absolutely nothing last year made this tournament absolutely incredible. I highly disagree with you. You think, you think this was a good one? I a hundred percent think this was a good one. Where else are you going to see Oral Roberts in the Elite Eight? Where else are you going to see UCLA go from worst to uh, from first four to final four? And like, in one of the best in one of the best final four games in in recent memory. Exactly. So the the idea that this tournament wasn't very good is, in my opinion, ridiculous because Oral Roberts went to what the Elite Eight and almost and were a shot away from the final four. Yeah. Or no, they were sweet sixteen and a shot away from the elite eight. Yeah, as a as a fifteen seed. Like, so there were so many upsets week week one. Yeah, there were. Like, I, I think I think part of it was uh, some of those really good games, like the Oral Roberts game, were at venues where there was just negative crowd there was no crowd like assembly hall was completely empty the arena of purdue was completely empty only uh hinkle field house and uh, uh indiana farmers field house or banker's life or whatever it's called had people there and those yeah, games but like those games were i would say were definitely better because they had you know actual crowd noise yeah now, if we're talking about, like, surprise champions, heck no. But I don't think anybody who knows anything about college basketball expected anything other than Baylor, Gonzaga in the Final Four. Yeah. Or in the final. Maybe maybe Illinois, but, uh, Gonzaga. But, it like, it was it was all... This, this, this final was two years in the making. Because it should have been Gonzaga-Baylor last year. Yeah, because they were both really freaking good last year, too. And, but it wasn't because we didn't get a tournament. And then we got it this year. Now was the final disappointing? Absolutely. Yeah, it was. It was kind of a blowout because Gonzaga was absolutely gassed from just 
what was an insane dogfight with UCLA. That, Absolutely. That ended with one of the best shots like in tournament history. Skip Bayless can go take his uh, trash opinion and put it in the garbage with him because the the idea that that was all luck and not a great basketball game is just ludicrous. Yeah, like if if you want to boil it down to that, the Chris Jenkins shot in 2016 was a lucky shot too. No, it wasn't. Chris Jenkins is a really good shooter. Jalen Suggs is a stud. Jalen Suggs is a freak of nature. Like He has the, the ceiling of like a Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Like, and, and his floor is still... Josh Hart. Yeah. So, like, Skip Bayless, take your opinion and just go away. You're old, washed up, and you don't need to be in sports. The fact Sorry. that Fox pays him an insane amount of money to just spew stupidity on Twitter... But that's part of why he's still there is because he's entertainment value. Like we talk about him all the time on the show. Yeah. Let's be real. He's entertainment. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, he's entertainment. So is Colin Coward. Like all of the people Fox pays are for the entertainment. It's unfortunately true. But the idea that that game, that that shot was all luck, 95% luck and no skill is just ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's, like, sure. Oh, he banked it in. Well, yeah, did you see how far away he shot it from? Of course he had to use the backboard. And as his street rules, he called it. Like, he called it was it was going... It wasn't going to go straight in. He called that he was going to bank it in. I just... Jalen Suggs is a stud. Like, I, I, I don't want people to, to look at the... like People who don't watch basketball will probably watch the final and say, oh, Gonzaga is overrated. Absolutely not. No, Gonzaga was exhausted. If you switch Baylor and Gonzaga, yeah. And if you switch them, yeah, Gonzaga's gonna blow them out because they're exhausted. Yeah, and playing a d- overtime game where you've had to give every single ounce of effort on defense and offense, yeah, it's gonna wear you out, man. And then you go up against a basketball team who on a regular basis works out with the football team and plays in the best conference in the country. Yeah. Despite being, despite the big 12 being a massive disappointment. They were but, the best conference in the country during the regular season. Oh, absolutely. Cause they had to play against Kate Cunningham twice. They had to go up against Texas. They had to go up against West Virginia. Like, They, they had they had a rough go of it in the regular season, and then they got a three week break because of the Rona. So they were, like you've said before, they were very well rested coming into that game. Exactly, and they just they just asserted their dominance. Like, like Davion Mitchell, which shockingly not related to Donovan Mitchell in any way. I mean, if you look at them, you can tell they're not related. It's just like yeah. total coincidence that their names are similar and their last name is exactly the same. Like they they look nothing alike, no. other than other than being about the same height. But that's like it. And then Jared Butler, who who is gonna be a stud at the next level. Jared Butler is gonna be a freak of nature in the NBA. Oh. 
most of the starting five from each team in this game has a very good shot at a long, successful NBA career. Ajayi, the guy who is the, the fourth best player on Gonzaga's team, would be the best player on 95% of the teams in the country. Yeah. Like, most of the teams who made the tournament, Joel Ajayi would be the best player on the team, unless he was on, like, Oklahoma State. Well, yeah, but that's because you have the freak of nature that is Kate Cunningham. Yeah, unless he was on, like, Oklahoma State, Illinois, or basically any of the other one seats. <laughs> Like, he's, he was really, really freaking good. Like, and I'm, I'm just glad we, we had a, a full tournament. VCU got absolutely screwed. Let's, let's not get that wrong. Oh, heck yeah. Like the A-10 should be ashamed of themselves for having their tournament and then saying, now nah, we're going to wait to have the championship game on selection Sunday so we can get better TV ratings. But guys, if you, if you had it the week before selection Sunday, you probably would have gotten better ratings. You're, you're the best mid-major conference, whatever. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're the best mid-major conference in the country. I, I, Absolutely. I, I think most people who know college basketball would agree that the A-10 is a ridiculously good conference. Like if you if you put your championship game the week before selection Sunday, people would watch. Absolutely. And that's when VCU got exposed and they got screwed out of the tournament. Which yeah, shame on the A ten for that one. But overall I'm I'm very happy that uh I'm very happy that the tournament was back and the, the sports ramp to summer is like following its correct course again after last year. Oh, absolutely. Where it's like this week is th this week is Masters week which not much of a golf podcast, but I do have I do have some level of nostalgia for the Masters just because I come from a family of golfers. <laughs> and I do not watch golf. Not I I don't normally either, but a lot of times, uh, Masters weekend would fall on Easter. Yeah, that's very true. And uh, and since I have a lot of golfers in my family, and Easter would always be at my grandparents' house, the Masters would would usually be on. But that's that's uh, about all the golf talk you're going to get out of us, because the other half of this part of the sports ramp to summer that is March Madness the masters and opening day is uh was despite rob manfred's shocking incompetence i th i think was a uh i think opening weekend was a complete and total success oh i 100 percent agree with you and it took it, um, it only took three days for us to get a a, a benches clearing brawl I think it took like four days for for uh, a walk off home run. We got to hear just the incredible bat crack from Shohei Otani on that rocket of a home run he hit. That was just gorgeous. The, oh my goodness! I had that game on, and holy crap, that felt good. The the sound off his bat, like 
that was just mm. that is that one is one of the that, best sounds in sports. That is yeah, like there's there there's a few incredible sounds in sports. It's the crack of the bat, a a like when a really good shooter like truly hits only net. Like, like that that was Steph true. Curry, Damian Lillard. Yeah, like like those caliber of shooters hitting only like exclusively net, like that's uh perfect. If it's if it's benefiting your team, the puck ringing off the goalpost. Exclusively if it's benefiting your team. If it's if it's your team that's shooting, you absolutely despise that sound. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, because it's like if it's your team that's shooting, it's loud and obnoxious and it hurts your ears. But if <laughs> if it's your team that's being shot on, it's uh it's still loud and obnoxious, but you breathe a deep sigh of relief. As someone who has grown up playing baseball his entire life, crack of the bat still goes number one. Oh, crack of the bat is easily number one. But Manfred had to had to Manfred when it came to uh the All-Star game, which I straight I'm up gonna hate. let you get your piece in real quick. I, I hated this decision in the first place because I hate punishing businesses for the for the actions of politicians. Like punishing small businesses for the actions of politicians is just like a like one of the worst things you can do in my mind. Like like all the all the studios not wanting to work in Georgia anymore, them moving the all-star game. And then the fact that they moved it to they tried to make a point and then they went and went against that point by the decision they made. Alright. Like if you had if you had, you know, I'm not biased at all here. If you had if you had moved it to Baltimore, totally not biased at all, but that would have that would have all actually right. made your point a little bit better. Here here we go. And I apologize ahead of time to the podcast and to jake because oh God. i'm about to go on another manfred rant we're used to it all right hold on let me uh okay huh. rob manfred continues continues to prove he is the worst commissioner in sports and probably the worst commissioner in sports history constantly constantly proves this because look manfred are the voting laws in georgia stupid probably outlawing bringing people food and water in the in the line that's ridiculous i mean I, i don't care what you think there there's there's some other things in there that it's like it it's it's intended purpose is to like prevent people from swaying voters with food but it also like allows for like food trucks and stuff to set up at polling locations just uh, a certain distance away from the line so there is hey, hey. so there is some stuff in there that is a little makes it a little less dumb it's still dumb Oh yeah, it's still fucking stupid. Like, but... are they the are the Georgia laws over the top? Absolutely, absolutely. But 
And, and, and if you say, oh, yeah, we want to move it to a, to a less strict state, fine, go ahead. You're a private company. You can do whatever the frick you want. And if you're trying to make a social statement, great. Make a social statement. Except you go and you move it to Colorado, which has pretty strict rules, too. Has uh, just as strict voting laws and um, is significantly less diverse than Georgia, too. You are trying to make a statement. Great. That's fantastic. But for frick's sake, man, don't literally try to make a statement that go and prove that it's just an act. To, to, to Moving into Colorado literally is proof that this is all just fake. It's a fake woke try to statement to try to sway your players and make them think that you care when you don't give a rat butt about them. Nope. You they care about money and you care about the owners getting their money. Yep. If you cared about the players, you wouldn't be trying to institute electronic strike zones. You wouldn't be trying to institute freaking over t- uh, extra innings with a runner on second base. That's not baseball. That's that's a gimmick. I have played baseball since I was four years old. I love baseball. But I can't... Like, Rob Manfred is literally going to take the game of baseball, which is literally called America's Pastime, and turn it into the joke of all of the sports leagues. Yeah, like... Because, like, literally, you're trying to make a statement, which the NBA and the NFL has done a fantastic job at. Don't get me wrong. Those two, those two leagues have done a great job. But the MLB had a chance to 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 do it too, and then they just they jacked it up, Rob Manfred. You 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 jacked it up, dude. Like, come on, man. How stupid and incompetent do you have to be? I mean, this is the same guy who uh, basically just. I mean, this is the same guy who called the World Series trophy the Commissioner's Trophy. Just a piece of metal. It's like, dude, that is... It's called the Commissioner's Trophy. That is a trophy that bears your name. If I'm any MLB team, I'm not accepting the trophy from him. Yeah, no, I would... Uh, I would I would want, like... I, I don't even... I, I would get, like, a legend of the of the team to just hand it over. Yeah, I don't want it from him. It's just continual proof of his just incompetence and idiocy. And it, the problem is, is he's an owner's commissioner, so he's not going to get voted out. Yep. And we all thought Bud Selig was bad. I, I wish would, we had Bud Selig back. I would kill to have Bud Selig back in the commissioner's office. Like, we're at a crossroads because the MLB is about, their MLBPA, uh, their deal is about to expire. After this season. I would be shocked if we have baseball next season. Oh, we're gonna have shocked. A, we're we're gonna have a lockout. hundred percent. There's going to be a lockout next year because the MLBPA, out of all four major players unions, has probably the most power. Like out of out of all four, like the NFLPA is near the bottom. Same with same with NHL, MLB. The MLB and NBA Players Associations are the two strongest union players unions out of the big four. Absolutely. And, like, we're going to get 
another another lockout. It's just not a, having a full season next year, if a season at all. Yeah, like we're going to get another lockout, and and if it, that happens, the MLB's screwed. Yeah, the MLB running. is the MLB is absolutely screwed because what's going to happen is some. I think I think eventually someone else is going to try something. So like it's been decades since we have had a true competitor league try anything like the AL and NL mer- effectively merged first but didn't didn't really truly merge until the late 90s but they were they were effectively merged for much longer than that and then like the NBA and the ABA merged in the 70s the NFL and the AFL merged in the in the like late 60s and the NHL and the WHA merged in the like early 80s like we haven't had a true competitor league in decades and if if baseball does end up like going full lockout next year i wouldn't be surprised to see someone say well all right we're going to make we're going to make our own baseball league and it would su- probably succeed. Yeah, like this this separate baseball league, and they would correct all of they would fix all of Manfred's mistakes. Universal DH would be a thing. Universal DH would be a thing. There wouldn't be any electronic strike zones. The the runner on second to start extra innings thing would be laughed off the table immediately. And the big one, they would let players show their freaking personalities. Like the constant suspending and fining people for having fun is, is straight up ridiculous. Like if you, if you created a rival to the MLB, all you would have to do is let the players have some semblance of personality when they're playing and you would absolutely destroy the MLB. And sadly, yesterday, one of the players who was trying to bring fun back into the um, uh, into the MLB got hurt and might be out for the entire season. Yeah. And that's going to make it even worse. Yep. Fernando Tatis on a swing yesterday dislocated, partially dislocated his left shoulder and possibly tore his labrum. Yeah, that's not that's not a great injury for a uh, for a baseball player. No, like at all. No. Now it's in his non-throwing shoulder, which is good, but you you still need both arms to hit. Yes, which he is um, very good at. Ted. Just, just a, just a tiny bit, just a tiny bit good at hitting. They, they call, they call the Padres, Padres Slam Diego for a reason. Yep. And, and that might be out six to eight months. Which is the entire season. Correct. Because the World Series is in October. Great. He can return for the World Series. He'll be back in time for the World Series if the Padres make it that far, but. Without him, they might not make it that far. No. Because they don't beat the Dodgers without him. Absolutely not. 
Like, they could get to the NLCS without him, but then they'd get walloped by the Dodgers. I think LA, an, all a, L, an all LA World Series is a possibility this season. Oh, it's a very real possibility. If Atani keeps it up, he's hitting like that. Holy crap. Yeah, if he's hitting like that and he's pitching like that. Dude, I was sitting there watching him. I'm like, I would hate to catch this guy. Yeah, you were texting me some of that. Like, like, what do you what do you do? How do you know what's coming? You have to hope he actually throws the pitch you called. Yeah. Because there was a point at which Max Stassi the other uh, other night called for a fastball and was clearly waiting for a fastball. And then Otani throws a 90 mile an hour splitter. Yeah. You don't even have time to react to that. You got to just hope that you can get your glove there. I flinched with Max Stassi. Yeah, like, because that was, uh, that was just like, and I mean, even, even just not from the catcher's perspective, how do you hit a 90 mile an hour splitter? You have to, you have to guess. You you have to guess and hope you're right. Otherwise you're going to, you're going to swing out of your own shoes. But his splitter is a perfect example as to why electronic strike zones are a terrible idea. Because if you, if he throws that pitch low, and he gets just the top of the ball through the strike zone. With an electronic strike zone, that's strike. Yeah. You can't hit that. No, if it's right through it, the... You have to, you have to like, Vladdy Guerrero hack at that thing if you want to hit it. Even worse is a Chris Sale slider. Oh, if Chris God. Sale slider hits that outside corner as it's cutting away, you, there, you physically cannot hit that pitch. No. Nope. It is literally impossible to hit his slider if he's throwing it right. If he throws it right, it moves twelve inches. Yeah, that that thing has that thing has a hook to it. I I don't know how catchers do anything with that. Or like, if he's if Chris Sale's slider is on, it's one of the most dominant pitches we've ever seen. It's like the uh, it's like the like the Mariano what was Mariano Rivera's pitch? Sinker. It was a sinker. Yeah, that thing was. That thing was disgusting. More people have walked on the moon than scored on Mario Mariano Rivera in the playoffs. Which is just gross. Look, I, I, we're Red Sox. I'm a Red Sox fan. He's an Orioles fan. But we know, we recognize real. I yeah. stood up in my house and gave Mariano Rivera a standing ovation the last time he walked off the mound. Oh, I did too. <laughs> like, like, it was... It, it's hard not to. The dude was a freak of nature. And, like... I teared up. The The retirement gift the Orioles gave him was incredible. Yes. The The broken bat sculpture that was yes. that was made by the same company that made the uh, the six uh, player sculptures out in the outfield. Like, that's, yes. that's incredible. I, I'm not even going to get started on electronic strike zones anymore because I will go on a 30-minute rant as to why they're terrible. Yeah. Um, and... Manfred Manfred is going to straight up kill baseball and I hope I hope the 2022 lockout is what finally drives him out of the position of commissioner. It has to or baseball's dead. Yeah. Unless, I'm telling you right now. Unless uh unless a rival league shows up makes insane amounts of makes so much money that they can then negotiate to merge with MLB from the power position and impose their rules on major league baseball. Then baseball's dead. If, if something, yeah. 
which would be absolutely insane, but something like that could happen. One, some rich guy will say, hey, I want to own a baseball team, but you, honestly, you know who I could see pulling something like this? Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. <laughs> Mark Cuban would get him and a bunch of his rich friends together and they would kill Major League Baseball with with their own with their own baseball league. I hope they do it. I, I could honestly see Mark Cuban pulling something like that. And just Oh, absolutely. And just put teams And LeBron. Yeah, like Mark Cuban and LeBron James would absolutely team up to do something like that. Oh, I could I could a hundred percent see that happening. I hope it ha I hope it happens if if Rob Manfred's still in power. I hope it does. Yeah, because Baseball need, needs a reset. Yeah, like a let, let the sorry, go ahead. Like a hard reset. Like let the let the players wear whatever freaking cleats they want. Who cares? Yeah, or like necklaces or wristbands or why the hell does it matter? Well, okay, there's there's a reason necklaces matter, but different. Yeah. Um, but like the one, it was one uh one pitcher was wearing, and they made him like cut it off. Yeah. It's like okay, that's, that's a distraction. You can't. That's that could be actually seriously risky. Yeah. Because like, if a pitcher's wearing a, a silver necklace and the light flashes off of it, like the sun reflects off of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not talking about. The, I'm not talking about metal. I'm talking about like a like a like a corded one. Like metal, that makes sense. I actually know the reason for that one, but I actually don't know. I can't think of it. But ah. the cleats, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like let him the wear... NBA does. Lucas' team is navy blue and white. He goes out there wearing bright neon green cleat uh, shoes. Yeah, because why does it matter? Why the heck does it matter? It's not like it's not like oh no, the shoes have to the shoes have to match the most baseball players wear freaking white everything. Baseball players wear like uh freaking Joanna Cespedes wore a lime green arm sleeve. Why was that allowed, but he couldn't wear lime green cleats? I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I will, I will never understand it. If, if, so, if, 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 uh, I, I know Mark Cuban will never listen to this, but please, for the love of God, Mark Cuban, get you and some of your rich friends who don't currently own baseball teams together and start your own baseball league. Start with like, Start with like ten teams in in cities that don't that don't currently have baseball. I'll come scout for you. I'm actually good at it. <laughs> start starting like starting like ten ten medium-ish sized cities. Do do Turn like Virginia Beach. San Antonio, Virginia Beach. Oh, that would piss off baseball. Cause uh the tides are there. The tides are right there. Yep. Uh <laughs> San, Diego. San Antonio, Virginia Beach, Memphis. Oh, I, w- I was going to say Nashville, but Memphis works too. Memphis or Nashville, one of the two. Somewhere in somewhere in Tennessee. Heck, stick one on Atlantic City right on the freaking beach, man. Oh, that'd be amazing. Vegas. Vegas, yeah. Vegas is wide open. Vegas. Send, send a team back to San... Uh, no, pod... Uh, the Padres are clearly in San Diego. Yeah. I'm freaking stupid. Um, Montreal. Montreal. Montreal again. They deserve it. Yeah, um, Montreal. 
They're six. That's that's a start right there. New Orleans. New oh, New Orleans would be perfect. New Orleans. Um, hmm. Portland. Raise a new stadium somewhere. Port <laughs> Portland. Portland would. Portland. Be yes. Portland would Gorgeous. be just to just to like stick it to just to like stick it to the Mariners in Seattle. And then, uh, then maybe put a team in Vancouver so they could have a nice rivalry with Portland and with Montreal. And then also this this widening the base is crap. Yeah, like look, I get that, but do you know how much harder it's going to be to step on a base and how much more injuries are going to come because you're stepping on a big base? There's a reason bases aren't big. Yeah, there's there there was a reason for that, but you think Manfred cares? Oh, he only nope. cares about entertainment value. And that's the thing. It's not freaking entertainment value. He is he is listening to the complaints of people who watch baseball like twice a year. Look, does baseball games need to be shorter? Absolutely. But the way you fix that is a pitch clock. Yeah. If you just put a like 30 second pitch clock, Problem solved. You don't Boom. Need, you don't need to put runners on second to start extra innings. That's that's a freaking gimmick. So electronic strike zones. I've said this several several times on the show. MLB the show. The best baseball game, the best sports video game on the planet. Had electronic had perfect electronic strike zones for a lot of years. You know what they did in MLB The Show, I think, 18. Do you know what they did? Accounted for human error. because They accounted for human error because everybody complained. <laughs> the millions of people, Amer people who play that game complained about electronic strike zones because they were too accurate and made it impossible to hit pitches. And they're actual diehard baseball fans. These are video gamers. How do you think real players feel? Yeah. Think real players want electronic strike zones? You're wrong, Rob Manfred. Hopefully that's part of the lockout argument. Like, like the players say, we're not gonna sign a damn thing until you take until you get rid of this electronic strike zone bullcrap. You know what separates good hitters from great hitters? Being Adjustments. Being able to hit. Being able to hit the corners of the strike zone. Being able to adjust adjustments to, to strike zones. Like that's part of the game. We we don't need we don't need freaking robots. I mean, most MLB empires suck. But replacing them with robots is not the option. No, it's not. Replacing Angel West and Joe Hernandez is the option it with with robots is a bad idea firing them and bringing in new people is the is the right idea yeah but what, what do we know it's, it's not, not like we're diehard baseball fans it's not like i've played mlb the show since mlb the show 12 yeah it's, it's not, not like i've played baseball since i was four 
It's not like every single major league player has been screaming this for years. Every single actual fan of baseball has been screaming the same thing for years. But Manfred doesn't care. The problem is, actually, here's a little bit of the problem. Is we don't have a superstar in the game right now that is super vocal about this stuff. Yeah, because Mike Trout. Mike Mike Trout is amazing, but quiet. Mickey yeah. Betts, amazing but quiet. Cody Bellinger, amazing but quiet. Tatis is uh, vocal, but he's just wants the fun. We don't have people challenge. We don't have players challenging the commissioner like we do with LeBron James, for example. Yeah, LeBron James will vocally and publicly challenge Adam Silver to things. You know what Adam Silver does? He listens, Rob Manfred. Yep. The NBA has revived itself by listening to its players and letting them have fun. What what are we doing? Get your crap together, Manfred, or your or your league's gonna freaking die on your watch. And it will be all your fault. It will be entirely your fault. I hope you listen to this. I doubt you're ever going to. But if you hear if you if you listen to this, I don't care. I don't want to work for you. Neither do I. Like, I would love to work with the MLB. Be amazing. It's a dream, but not while you're commissioner. Get your gimmicky old fart self out of the commissioner's seat. Heck, let Adam Silver run two leagues. I don't care. <laughs> he would do a better job. He, he could run a- two leagues better than you can run one. Yep. Heck, let Mark Emmett run it. I don't care. He'd still do better than you. God. Screw you, Rob Manfred. Oh, God. I didn't expect you to say Mark Emmett. Oh, my God. But you're not wrong. But that's it for the traditional sports half of the show. Up next, a little bit of League of Legends, a little bit of COD League. There's, uh, There's some interesting stuff going on on that front. That's all coming up next, here on The Mashup. Alright, welcome back to The Mashup. And uh, let's uh, let's dive into the esports side of the show. Only two more games, series, remain in the LCS mid-season showdown. TSM versus Team Liquid, and the winner of that taking on Cloud9. That is later this weekend, we'll get into that. Well, on uh, on Friday's show. But, I mean... Li- Liquid's gonna beat TSM. Spoiler alert. I can tell you that. I can tell you that's my prediction right now because that's not gonna change in two days. Like, that that's my prediction right here, right now. Like, that's, that's not gonna change. I have to think a little bit more about the other one. But... The upper bracket second round that sent the winner straight to the finals did go 3-1 in favor of Cloud9 because of the legendary Perks playoff buff. Team Liquid put up a bit of a fight, but Cloud9 were just better. Team Liquid, still a very good team. Still one of NA's only hopes because they've already beaten Cloud9 three different times this year. They beat them in the LCS lock-in, which they did lose. They did lose two games. They they won that one 3-2. But 
they beat them twice in the regular season. And then cloud nine finally got the win in the, in the mid season showdown. But at this point record liquids record against cloud nine, just in games is, uh, let's see three wins in the LCS lock-in two more from the regular season. And then one six and, uh, Six and five. So uh, they are their their current individual game record against Cloud Nine is six and five. So um, they're right dead even with them in terms of uh, in terms of skill. I know two of those wins were regular season, and three of those wins were uh, were in the LCS lock in where perks and really perks was was screwing around the entire time and they still made it to the finals. But I think, uh, I think liquid are still a very real contender to beat TSM, obviously, because I think they're, they're very capable of beating TSM, but they are a hundred percent capable of beating cloud nine. Hundred thieves. On the other hand, they just need to, they just need to get it together. Like they, they wallop Dignitas but then they they kind of got walloped by by TSM. And at the beginning of the season, I said they were going to be better than TSM and they have just completely fallen off the wagon. So, to my fellow 100 Thieves fans, I apologize because LA Thieves, the Valorant team and the League team all fell apart after I complimented the org as a whole on this show. So, to all fellow 100 Thieves fans out there across every title, I apologize. I feel like this is my fault because I complimented them. So I'm going to take a few minutes to insult them and uh, and hope this will bring things back into balance. They need to get their crap together. Clearly, Rioma and Demonte both are not the answer in mid lane. They're just, they're just not the answer in mid lane. I don't know where you go to find the answer in mid lane, but it's not either of them. They have both clearly proven that. You're decent down bot with FBI and who and you're decent up top. That's, that's like, and your end closer is, and closer is okay in the jungle, but, and, and someday, someday's great. Someday's a really good top laner. He's fine. Closer's decent, and FBI and Huhi are decent, but Demonte and Rioma are just not the answer in mid lane. They're they're really not. That you, I don't know how you get them, but you need to find somebody else. You you need to find you need to find somebody else to play in in mid lane. Like that's the. Uh, that's the only way to really do anything at all to get this version of the team back on track. Because everyone else is good. It's And the NA meta right now is built around the jungle and the mid laner. And if you have one, you might be okay. You might make occasional tournament runs, but you're, you're not going to win. You're, you're not going to win big, which... Their performance against TSM proved. And their performance against Cloud9 in the first round also also proved. And their performance the last couple of weeks of the regular season 
also proved. Like, it's, it's just, like, my, uh, let, let's go back to my, let's go back to my predictions and see where, because I know they're way off. Let, let's just see. Predictions, uh, 2021 LCS. Liquid Cloud9, 100 Thieves, EG, FlyQuest, TSM, Immortals, Golden Guardians, CLG, Dignitas. Let's take a look at the actual... I can't see regular season standings. God dang it. Why are you so weird like this? LOLesports.com I can't... I can't actually see the regular season standings. But uh, I feel like I'm way off. I feel like I'm, I'm way off because... At this positioning, EG and FlyQuest would have made the playoffs. They did not. <laughs> uh, Dignitas also did make the playoffs, so uh, they uh, they weren't they weren't in last. Digni- Dignitas uh, also made the playoffs, and so did EG. So I was kind of close on them, but yeah, for the most part, my uh, my standings predictions were very wrong. Because uh, cause FlyQuest didn't get in. And uh, and 100 Thieves uh, thankfully started in the upper bracket. But uh, got got uh, rocked pretty hard. But yeah, this is... Uh, this has been... This has been a very unsurprising playoffs. Like, I figured TSM with how they've been playing would still lose to Team Liquid. But would absolutely beat EG. 100 Thieves would lose to Cloud9 and beat Dignitas. I I thought they were capable of beating TSM, but clearly that was not the case. And and now it's just going to be Cloud9 and Liquid in the finals because we all know how this is going. It's Cloud9 versus Liquid in the finals. Winner goes to MSI. I'm still not entirely sure who that winner is going to be. With Alfari stepping down from, from Team Liquid's roster, though, like... Alfari did step down from from Team Liquid's active roster, so they're going to have to find a new top laner. They they don't have any other top laners at the moment. Let me check. Let me check Team Liquid's Twitter. See if they have uh, announced a replacement because uh, they only have a few more days. Let's just uh, let's just go to Team Liquid LOL. And see if they've, uh, oh God, the, the script got leaked. (laughs) Their, uh, their Twitter has nothing. They haven't tweeted other than, uh, quote unquote, the script leaking in, in a couple days. Let's see if, uh, let's see if Team Liquid's actual page has anything about, um, how, Alfari's replacement doesn't seem like it. No, they, uh, was that, was that Alfari thing a troll? Cause, uh, they haven't, they haven't said anything about it. Let's just, uh,
Oh, so he was he was trolling. He was he was actually trolling. Okay. Oh, he's gonna play mid lane. Alfari and Alfari and Jensen are roll swapping. Okay, that's interesting. He's uh, so he's roll swapping to mid, and Jensen's going top. Now that intrigues me. That's um that's that's very interesting. We uh we shall see how how this goes. Cuz uh that's that's going to be that's that that's a total troll job by everyone involved. The fact that the fact that Jensen and and uh, Alfari are role swapping, but I I could see that actually working for them. I could I could definitely see that working for them and uh, and allowing them to just stop TSM and then have have a good matchup with uh, with Cloud Nine in the in the finals because I'm still sticking to my guns on that prediction. There's there's no way they're losing to TSM. I'm going to say that right now. There's zero chance they lose to TSM. Like, it, it's it's just a fact. Like, there's there's zero chance they lose to TSM. Um, I'm sorry. But that's what I got for the LCS. I know it was a little short, but there aren't all that many games to talk about. The, the spring finals are coming this weekend. Losers, losers bracket, uh, final rant, losers bracket final is on Saturday. Winners and, uh, grand final is, uh, is on Sunday. So, uh, we only, we only got a few more days before, uh, quote unquote spring split is over. And we're, uh, looking towards MSI with whoever is, is representing North America there. And I hope to God it's not TSM because they're going to get, they're going to get blown out in, in groups yet again. Because that's, uh, that's just how it's going to happen. They're, they're going to get, like, TSM's going to get blown out of groups yet again if they're the ones who go to MSI. Reggie's going to tweet something freaking stupid on Twitter again. And they're going to get absolutely blown out at MSI. So I really hope to God it's not them. I, I almost kind of want Cloud9 to beat them, but at the same time, I don't want them to get cocky. So it's it's a real toss up here. And anyone who knows me knows I absolutely hate TSM and I despise Reggie with, you know, a a burning passion. But uh we shall see. We shall see this weekend. Speaking of this weekend, Cod League's second major is upon us. It starts it starts uh if you're listening to this on the day it comes out you're uh it'll it'll come out it'll come out it'll it'll start in a few hours if you're listening to this Wednesday morning or Wednesday like late morning early afternoon three o'clock on Wednesday the second major kicks off between la thieves and Paris Legion and again to my fellow hundred thieves fans I'm sorry for jinxing 
all three big time teams. The league team, the Thieves, and the Valorant. And LA Thieves and the Valorant team. I'm sorry for jinxing all three of them. And, um, yeah, I, I hope to God they can beat Paris. I mean, that it means they end up playing London or Seattle. And the way London and Seattle are playing, that's not a guaranteed win. And Florida versus LA Gorillas, which is also just an absolutely... That's actually going to be... Given the fact that uh, LA Gorillas are the first team to have beaten Atlanta Faze, that's going to be kind of a banger, honestly, because Florida may be two and three, but look at their group. And LA Gorillas may be two and three, but one of those two wins is against Atlanta. So, um... That, that could be an absolute banger of a series. Like, if you beat Atlanta in search twice, I, I know they were kind of screwing around because they already had the tiebreaker over New York, so their seating at the top of Group A was, was secure no matter what happened. But still, I, I feel like uh, that's going to give... That's going to either make... Gorilla's a little too confident, or it's going to give them just the confidence they need to beat Florida. The uh, the other matchups that are still determined, Dallas versus New York should be absolutely incredible. And given how Toronto's been playing and how poorly Chicago's been playing, even with their win over Dallas, like that series is also going to be really freaking good. Never thought I would have said that a couple weeks ago, that Optic versus Toronto excited me, but uh, Optic versus Toronto is uh, definitely an exciting potential, or it's not even a potential, it is a it is a matchup. We'll, we'll see how it goes the rest of the way, because like Minnesota, Atlanta, in the in the later rounds of of the winner's bracket. The fact that Minnesota's top of Group B because they have the tiebreaker over Chicago and Dallas. Like, Minnesota's been playing out of their minds since since uh, Standy got added to the roster. And honestly, I mean, it depends on how the rest of the bracket shakes out, like who they end up facing off with. But I can see Minnesota winning this whole thing. They've been playing that well. And... Even though they were memeing, and I know they're going to be trying in a situation where it's a major and probably a major final, but Atlanta has uh, has shown their weaknesses, like, and Gorillas exploited them. So a team that's really hot right now, like Minnesota, or heck, even New York, like, they could, uh, they could, they could pull the upset here. I wouldn't be surprised to see Minnesota win the whole thing. Right now, my pick is still Atlanta because they're Atlanta and they're clearly the best team in the league d- despite the loss to Gorillas. They're they're still the best team in the league and it's not close. But I could see a situation where Rocker plays an absolutely perfect game and they go and they beat Atlanta, especially in a, especially in a best of nine final. Like... They could pull it off. It would probably, they'd probably have to force it to game to a, a ninth map and, and win on map nine, 
but they're capable of it. They're a hundred percent. They're a hundred percent capable of doing it. Like, honestly, they, they are totally capable of doing it. My pick right now is still Atlanta, but I have my eye on Minnesota. Like, I don't think like Dallas are slumping a little bit. New York, they made it to the final last time, but they might crack under the pressure again like they did the last time. Same thing with Optic. They're just not playing. They just haven't been playing all that well. They desperately needed that win, that hard-fought win against Dallas that they got. Like, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's going to be very, very interesting. But I'm I'm actually hyped for the second major. I'm legitimately very hyped for this. Because I think uh I think this is the last I think this is gonna be the last online major of the uh of the regular season. I think they're going to find a way to have major three on land. And then all of and then probably all of champs will uh probably all of champs will definitely be on land because champs is until july or august i think so i'm thinking champs will definitely be on land if absolutely nothing else but once they see that uh that riot held two successful lands back to back and not just lands international lands they're gonna have to like they're gonna have to they're gonna have to do it like they can put it in texas everyone's already there anyway just put it in texas and let us watch a freaking LAN again so they can actually talk crap to each other in person. But that's what I got for League of Legends and the COD League and this episode of the matchup. I hope you all enjoyed. I hope all the college basketball fans enjoyed March Madness. It was great to have it back in our lives. And uh, and now we wait for it to return to us again and give us another give us another shining moment. But that's all I got for today. If you enjoyed the show, uh, go check out both of our both of our Twitch links. They will be in the description, as well as uh, a few a few other social links. Um, my TikTok, my the the show's Discord server, all that other stuff will will be down there as well. But that's it. Hope you all enjoyed, and I will talk to you guys on Friday. See you then. Inside you knew That in one shining moment You reached deep inside One shining moment You knew You were alive Feel the beat of your heart Feel the wind in your face It's more than a contest It's more than a Cause inside you knew